I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Listen to the rhyme, Mrs. Black Date Fat. Percentile rate of date rape is fat. This is all true to the reasons of the skeezins. You got the right picking, but you're in the wrong season. If you're in the wrong season, that means you got a break, especially if a squad tries to cry out rape. You be all vexed because you got it going on. You don't want to fight because you know that you're wrong. So instead, you rest your head on the arm of the couch, envisioning your head of a great sex bout. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. Um, Saturday morning, feedback time. Sir, uh, if you're listening to this episode, you should already know all the stuff like it's the blackout tips, find our iTunes and Stitcher, leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We didn't get any five star reviews this week on either platform. Oh, shit. shame on you for no, shame. I said, Not even one. I bet, did you take Canada too? Yep, nobody loves us, Karen. Oh, apparently, we have exhausted all. We are all. not worth five stars no more. Yeah, people taking a Christmas break from reviewing us. But, uh, yeah, no five-star reviews this week, but you can leave five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and we read them on the show regardless of content. Um, so if, if you, uh, hate the show even, this is a good time to get it in. Uh, yes. leave us five stars and we can talk about how much you hate us. Um, but if you love the show, it's also a great time. It's Christmas time, the time of giving, and what's better than giving someone five stars? Yes, it didn't cost you a dime. And you can also go on uh, theblackouttest.com, leave comments, vote in the post, join our premium uh, section. Like, we would love people to listen to the premium shows. We uh, did a new episode of Balls Deep mm-hmm. yesterday uh, with uh, B. Be Cole, Cole, a.k.a. Yeah. Negro. And it was very fun, man. We had a good time. We fit yeah. right in. I think people enjoy that show. Uh, we got extremely silly. So uh you guys will probably love it i think i did a jay-z impersonation at one point it was uh pretty crazy so make sure you guys check out that if you can um also uh you can do stuff like um vote in the polls leave comments uh leave comments on your votes in the polls like get your voice heard a ton of different ways you can also leave voicemails for the show 704-557-0186 let us know what you think about some of the stuff we talked about this week uh you know just a shout out whatever it is just make sure your voicemail is under three minutes we don't like long ass winding ass voicemails so let's keep it under three minutes and uh that'll be cool um the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme mm-hmm. uh let's go ahead and talk about the people who gave us money uh you can the people donated the money this week uh we want to give you a shout out because uh you guys keep the party going here yes you do terry w hit us with that recurring donation damian jackson who i am for real hit us with that recurring donation thank you damian dd hit us with that recurring donation recurring donation ddf um remy w hit us with that uh recurring donation man we appreciate you too remy uh cedric w uh, he hit us with that recurring donation. Mm-hmm. Chandra G, recurring. Yes, Chandra G. <laughs> uh, Gabriel uh, L, uh, I believe this is a first time uh, recurring donation. Set up a recurring donation with us. So thank, thank you, you so sweetie. much. Man. Appreciate that. Um, we got a one time donation from Damien T, all the way out in Tennessee. Thank you so much, Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, Louis E. The Lewis E. Jr., um, he hit us with that uh, one-time donation. said, for the first round of sake bombs, enjoy good people. 
Man, oh, it's like shit, he read our minds. minds. We we was talking about sake today. Yeah, we was we, looking at the sake supply. We already got the um, we already we got, got the, the uh, eggnog. So yes, I I I walked in the store and I I I knew it was coming, but I didn't know like when it's gonna be on shelves because you know eggnog is seasonal. Mm-hmm. So I walked in. And I was like, oh shit, not eggnog. And I looked at him. I was like, we got sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's gonna be coming up soon. Uh yeah. Uh but uh Tabitha M. She uh, hit us with the recurring donation, and we got a one-time uh, donation from Paul Andre Joseph, maker of the fine cocktails. Um, thank you so much, man, for all you guys who donate. Like I said, very important to us. Uh, between you guys, the people who, who subscribe premium, uh, definitely keep the show afloat. Um, it's the reason that we can uh, afford to do this, honestly. Yep. Uh, could not, literally could not do this without you guys. Um, at, at all. We want to thank each and every one of you who do recurring, one time, everything counts. We just want to thank you. And Joe Harris, uh, I need your address, bro. You won something in the, uh. Oh, he didn't hit you up yet? He never emailed me his address, man. Hit me up, dog. What happened, bro? Uh, still wrote down all the stuff you won, but I haven't talked to you. So everybody else should, uh, have that stuff either on the way or may, some of you guys may have even received received it by now. I haven't checked the shipping on all of them, but. I know, I think three of the four packages already shipped. So, um, no, like I said, no, um, five star reviews, but I did see a link to our site from, uh, blackpodcasting.com. I guess mm-hmm. this is, uh, someone who is, uh, like keeping a catalog of black podcasts Podcast. and, yeah. uh, uh, took it upon themselves to write some descriptions. So they wrote a just nice little description about us and I guess someone linked to us from here and i'll i'll read it for you guys um and i'll put a link in uh i'll put a link into the uh chat chat for you guys you can see it yourselves but um there you go uh yeah so he 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 or she wrote something about us show profile the black guy tips the black guy who tips is one of the most popular shows in the black podcasting community its hosts are a married couple Rod and Karen, this show is all-encompassing and that they discuss news, politics, relationships, sports, and whatever else comes up. They normally have a guest on their shows, which are usually other podcast hosts. The guests are pretty diverse because they all host different types of podcasts. There are comedians, movie reviewers, music reviewers, musicians, etc. They do a weekly feedback show in which they read emails, comments from their sites, and ratings. If you give them a five-star rating, with uh, they will read your review no matter what it says. Coolest thing about this show is they almost always broadcast it on Spreecast, so you can go there, watch, and chat. The show opens up with either Rod or their guest rapping. <laughs> I like how they just left you out because, you know, I haven't asked you in a while. Um, I, I know. The, 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 shout out to the people that be like, I love when Ken rap. I be like, mm-mm, I be remixing. Uh, Rod or their guest rapping lyrics from a song that Rod chooses, which is fun. The show has three regular segments at the end of every episode. Fucking with black people is actually how it sounds. They tell stories about people messing with black people. The next segment is Guess the Race, in which they read news stories and challenge their guests in the chat room to determine the ethnicity of the people involved. And finally, the last segment is Sword Ratchetness, in which they report on stories of people committing crimes and being generally ratchet with swords. You can find the show on iTunes app, Stitcher, Podomatic, and as mentioned and before, Spreecast. Uh, host Rod and Karen, main topic, everything, tone of the show, comedy. Not, we everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this so far. What you should know when listening. Nothing's wrong if it's funny. This is the motto of the Blackout Tips. So that gives you an idea what the, that what the show is. Uh, thank you for letting the people mm-hmm. know. 
mm-hmm. uh what kind of show it is uh there will be shows there's no true there's true no ri- there's true no rigid schedule for the show they just broadcast record whenever they can well that's not true <laughs> uh it is <laughs> we, we just turn on look at you go you you feel like recording today yeah. yep. uh i know it moves around so maybe people don't understand like because it's not the same time every day but it's ten thirty saturday mornings it's 10 a.m sunday mornings it's uh 9, 9. p.m on monday 7 p.m on i mean 5, 5. p.m on tuesday mm-hmm. 9 p.m on wednesday the thing is sometimes we adjust to our guests so we'll oh, you know move around, around. Or, yeah you know but in general we try to do it at the same time on the same days and uh you know hopefully we catch as many people as possible because i feel like sometimes people can catch that can the kind of person that can catch a show at five might not be the same person that can catch it, it at it. nine yeah and vice versa so hopefully we give yeah. people different chances to see the show yeah, and for those of you out there, they'd be like, well, when are y'all going on Spreecast? I always miss the show. Sign up for through the Spreecast app. Sign up. Or, or even better than that, you can actually go to our page and sign up for email because when Roderick sends it out, it sends out an email that if you're on the email uh, listing to let you know, hey, they live. Yeah, if you're in the Spreecast chat right now, there's a follow button that you can click that will absolutely eat, uh you can set it up in your settings to email you, you every time that I even go in and set a show. Like you'll get an email like the blackout tips just set a show. And I know, and what I've been trying to do is put in the description the guest. So maybe you're a kind of person where you're like, I don't want to hear so and so, but I want to hear this person. And it's like, Hey, Amber P is going to be on at 10 a.m. on Sunday. It's like, okay, cool. I'll make time for that mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, Chris Lambert is going to be on 9 p.m. Wednesday. Like I try to do that. Uh, so it's a good way to kind of get a heads up so you can know the schedule before anybody else does. Yep, because it, it, it do work. Because I've been looking like, because I have two separate emails scheduled up for it. I'm like, hey, we we, we got a show. Because sometimes I have to check the time. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, wait a minute, that time is not correct. Uh, this tends to be several times a week, which is great. I recommend downloading multiple shows and binge listening when you are doing housework, working out, commuting to and from work, etc. So turn on your alerts and check for shows often. They have premium content. They have specialized shows that are available on their website. You can become a member of the site for free and for a small fee. You can become a premium member. Premium members have access to extra shows. So listen and enjoy. Thank you so much, man. They're saying uh, Shay Baker does his website. Okay. Uh, who I've seen in the chat, you know, a few times. I've seen it on Twitter and stuff. So thank you, Shay. We appreciate the kind write-up. And, uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, it's sweetie. pretty accurate, man. Can't even, uh, can't even argue with it. So thank you so much. Thank you, sweetie. Um, all right. We also have comments on the site where people listen to the shows and they write comments in or they wrote in the polls and stuff like that. So, uh, let's start with, uh, I guess we'll see. What was the last episode we did? Was music trivia giveaway? Was that? No, that was two Mm -hmm. weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so we will be somewhere around the official hymn of Blackout Tips. That's the last show. All right, man. Um, yeah, the, the official hymn, uh, 594 is a feedback episode. Uh, it's called the official hymn of the Blackout Tips because, um, Impossible White Man Jay and, um, Miss Crystal let, like, combine to make a song for the, I uh, know, let, 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 let their ratchet powers unite. <laughs> Silly motherfuckers, man. That was hilarious. Um, and we made that the clip for the show on Spreecast and spread it out so people could watch just that yeah. couple of minutes of the show if they wanted to. Uh, and basically the poll was simple. No comments. It was just votes. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? It was okay. It was great. Or it sucked. 52% of people had an okay Thanksgiving. Well, that's good. 
mm-hmm. 35% had a great Thanksgiving. I'm in that 35%. I, this right here is one of the best Thanksgivings I've had in a while. It was fun. It was enjoyable. It was relaxing. Everybody was happy. We had an ugly sweater contest. Mm-hmm. We had a really, really good time. Yeah. Um, and 14% of people had sucky Thanksgivings. Oh, I feel so, bad for sorry, you. Sorry, guys. Bad it up next year. Uh, hopefully it won't suck so bad. Uh, we had episode 595, Fast Hell Girls. And, uh, people left different comments and stuff. This. Yeah, it looked like people had some things to say, didn't they? Yeah, we got three comments. Got some people voting in the poll about the bus driver getting fired and stuff. So let's, uh, start with the comments. Um, Prince Ron says, Rod is 100% correct that sex itself is scary enough. Most guys don't admit before your first time the fear of pussy is real. The first time was similar to H2O Kev's. I was alone with the chick and she decided that some sex was going to happen that day. <laughs> that had to be the case because at the time I didn't have the confidence to initiate the process or the wherewithal to understand that that was a good situation to try something. Yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, uh, was not like, I think people on TV and stuff all like kind of write guys as these these people didn't know everything horn, not know everything no but these horn dogs at like third like i just want some pussy oh, oh okay. i just want some pussy 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 like they gotta and learn too yeah and it's not true necessarily like a lot of guys are kind of scared and nervous and um don't really know what to do and uh you know um you don't even know what the appropriate situation to try to have sex is so no and, and it's know. weird and it's awkward and right you know and what they don't talk about is that you know just the first time especially for guys uh in a, a, a regular normal uh straight relationship is one of those things where you know you gotta hear oops wrong hole oops right. back it up oops nope that's not it oops go down you you dealing with more of that until right. you get it into the right spot and uh not to mention you know when you pile on like parents lying and shit to their kids and putting all this guilt trip on them like it's even more fucked up like kids end up more even questioning themselves more you know uh rasha star pupil says man this has to be one of my favorite episodes for two reasons number one h2o Kev's impersonations had me dying his uncle ruckus was dead on yeah i was even cracking up during that shit yes. i was i was i was barely able to keep the show going um Number two, the story about the lady who rammed her car into her husband's lover and hitting her with a bat. I actually saw that on TV a while ago. Being a local Minnesotan, those crazy stories tend to not happen a lot. I don't know if I should be proud or disgusted that my state was on Guess the Race. Oh, well. <laughs> Shout out to B. Cole, guys. I know. B. B. Cole, we finding you other black folks out there, sir. Tell Brandy we said what's up. We're I know, find right? All the black people in Minnesota. Yes. Oh, your number has raised up with two. We're officially five or six now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know they hate that joke. <laughs> like, you know how many niggas is in Minneapolis? But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Dust Daughter writes in, regarding hashtag fast tail girls and fixing themselves, it seems like uh, telling repressed women to fix themselves is easy to say and very hard to do. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people are like, just don't be fast and shit like that. I'm like, nah, they, it's, it's not that simple. Yeah. Especially if you're not educated and you don't know what's going on. Yeah, but it's, you know, and the, the thing is, though, it sounds harsh, but at some point, it doesn't even matter. Like, that's true. Too. That, like, I think that was the point and it sounds cold and, you know, I wish there was a better, more sympathetic. I mean, there probably is a better, more sympathetic way to say certain things, but at some point you're fucked up 
and you have to take upon the onus upon yourself because no one else is ever going to and nobody gives a fuck yeah like that's life is fucked up i remember we talked about the fatherhood specials on uh, that oprah did mm-hmm. and how you know she had the one with the women and she had the one with the guys yep. and it was completely different yes, which i was. thought was kind of fucked up Me anyway too. but the end of the day when you're talking to adults and not kids you're really just going to end up being like okay i'm i'm sorry all this shit happened to you i'm sorry you have all these issues the world is not going to ever stop doing what it's doing to help you out because the world doesn't even care like it's really if Mm. you don't find a way to like you know maybe through therapy counseling Mm. uh you know, there's all kinds of groups through, you know, like, yeah, it, but if you are. don't, nobody will ever stop and do it for you because yeah. nobody cares. And especially, uh, I, and this is my opinion, especially in the black community, uh, for some reason, uh, newer generations, but a lot of older people kind of shun away from like therapy and therapists and things like that. But honestly, some people literally need that in order to work their way through this. But I'm sorry, you can't pray everything away. Everything just can't be prayed and medicated away. Right. Sometimes and then, you need outside help. And then in a relationship, um, you can't put that burden on someone else all the time because That's true. Not everyone, one, not everyone can handle it, which yeah. is really the most the important, important key here because the a lot of people will make it worse yes they will you know and then too even if sometimes people don't want to handle it like that's true too you know like relationships i think we romanticize stuff and we talk stuff up but it's a cold game like mm-hmm. there's so many people that are just like oh you got a kid already yeah that can't work oh you got yeah. you you know your job is uh uh sends you overseas every couple months yeah this can't, can't work. work um you uh um you know you you've been in a relationship with somebody that was crazy at one point yeah i can't deal with you none of these have none of these are your fault necessarily none Mm -hmm. of these are things that are deal breakers for everyone but if someone tells you uh that they can't work through something you just gotta accept it because the only thing worse is them trying to work through something that they fucking know they can't do and they don't want to deal with yeah resenting you and making you feel like it's your fault and shit like it's the relationship game is cold man so mm-hmm. the, i think when we we're saying like you almost have to work on yourself uh because you can't depend on somebody else that yeah you have yeah. that like because i think it was kev that was saying like he was dating a chick and she had some of these uh you know like religious issues and some of these like guilt issues and stuff stemming all the way back to like childhood and he was like he couldn't deal with it because it was too much for him mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's like part of i think everybody like wants to judge you know it, like people outside of that situation are like yeah well you know you could have stepped up and did but then when you really think about it, it it's like should someone that doesn't want to deal with this step up and try to do it when they don't want to yeah, you know that, that's the thing you don't want to and and a lot of times it's sad but a lot of times it's almost like the way the world is structured is almost like women are the only one with issues. When men come in with issues right. too, the women have to help them get through also. All the time. But for some reason, it's structured to where because women are quote unquote more emotional than men and all this well, stuff. Well, technically the hashtag was about women. Okay. Which is why that, that's what the subject was. But yes. we can talk about some fucked up men, men that. Yes, sir. And, and, and vice versa too. Like there's a lot of men that have deal breaking issues mm. that it's not really their fault. Mm-mm but there's still an issue and it's like when 
the cold reality of dealing with someone day in and day out dealing with their problems mm-hmm. um it can wear on people and sometimes people don't want to do it like yeah it doesn't make them a bad person, person or it they does, thought they could but then yeah. it got to the point where it becomes too much because yeah. and not to really get off topic but it's just one of those things where you know everybody think everybody want to put you know the the problems of relationships on women when men play their role too because it's some women the same thing they look at a man you got kids i don't want to deal with you yeah you got anger issues I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. You don't get along with your mama. I don't want to deal with not you. Not even just anger, repression shit. Like, That's right. There's dudes that have, like there's. I know women that are very vocal about uh, this nigga crying in front of me, and that was it. We could never be together. Period. You know what I mean? I I've seen that uh, like as a thing where people are like vocally being like, "Yeah, this nigga was." I was talking to him. He start crying like a bitch. So I was like, "Hell no, we can't date." And that, you know, and it happens. And it's like one of those things where you're like, if this person is not really respecting the fact that you did that, should I be, pre- should I be judging them? Like you need to stick around and work through that. They're not ready for that. They no. obviously can't handle it. It's just, it just sounds cold to be like, yeah, you got to fix that crying shit, dog. Like it just sounds cold. And I think, yeah. you know, when we're having a conversation, it may have sounded callous to be like, you know these people have to work on themselves because no people don't want to deal with these issues and it's fucked up but they don't yeah and and uh i'm gonna say this and then i know we need to move on this is one of those things where this is my personal opinion i think that uh society in a fucked up way has taught men and women that men should not have emotions and there are some women that live by that same standard that men live by you you got you can't cry you can't be tough you can't have emotions and that's fucked up they people too yeah, it's patriarchy, but I mean, the yeah, I don't want to go down that road either. No, no, my no, point, no. my point was, uh, we were talking about women, which is because yeah. you brought up women versus men, and it wasn't. I, I don't. I want to be clear. We weren't getting into it. Well, women be doing this, no, and no, men no, be we, doing we, that. We, we it, wasn't. The, the, con, the, the the topic happened to be about women, women. that day. Yeah. So you know, if it would have been about men, I'm sure you know we'd we, have to be clarifying the other way. But, that's true too now. Um, but like she said, the uh, back to her point. I'm sorry. Um, we got way sidetracked. Uh, these women didn't come, didn't become repressed by themselves. So I don't see how they'd be able to fix it on their own. Sure. That's therapy, but eventually these women will still need a willing and patient partner or partners that will help provide a safe place for them to explore. I think Karen said as much on the show. Um, she may have man. And like, that's the thing. Um, in any successful relationship, no matter what your issues are period because everybody i believe does have issues everybody um you're gonna need a patient partner mm-hmm. no matter what and That's i believe right. that that kind of goes without saying almost like but you, it's obvious like yeah but some people and, and i know but like you say it's one of them things the world is so cruel a lot of people go like i don't want to deal with nobody's shit but mine like right. they're so self-centered and so self-absorbed that they think i i don't have to deal with your shit at all but i want to be in a relationship with you and the world don't function like that yeah some people but even but even a lot of people are just more like i don't want to deal with your shit and i don't want to be in a relationship and that's true too like i just would not you yeah yeah not you you. know and for personally you know my philosophy is any reason to break up is a good reason yeah don't don't waste your time being with somebody you'll resent them and be angry right don't be with me out of pity or be with me holding shit against me Mm -hmm. and i don't have nothing to do Do with don't do that shit to me just i would rather you leave than Walk in the house looking at me in anger every day like this motherfucker here. Like, nope. Get the fuck out. We can, I can try to make half the rent with someone else. I know it's so. <laughs> like, that is, 
but uh nah but but i do understand her point though um and that you know is i don't but like and that's the thing when you say like they didn't get you know into this situation by themselves you're right Mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm not responsible for putting them in that situation either so it's it's really i think there would really have to already be something there for men or women to want to invest in another person to fix quote unquote yeah because it's you know a lot of people try to fix people and that's actually to me one of the biggest downfalls of most relationships is people are like i'm going to fix this person you don't have the training you don't have the wherewithal and more than likely you will run out of the patience because Mm -hmm. this isn't like and you know i blame like tv pop culture and shit like it makes everything look so simple, simple to solve like and easy and sweet yeah you know they do a montage in a movie and suddenly the guy's over his fear of commitment or suddenly the, the the girl is able to move on from her past abusive relationship and it's like it doesn't always work like that and the commitments people are making a lot of times are lifelong you will be dealing with this till the person dies yeah so, so. if it's if it's cold up front to be like i'm walking away it's probably a favor down the line yeah, that's true. And I think for a lot of issues for men and women, but I know for women in particular, a lot of times you got to admit there's an issue. It's a lot of people that won't even admit that there's an issue or something that needs to be addressed or fixed. So you can't help somebody yeah, fix I something know, that they don't even, that they won't even admit to themselves that there's something wrong. I have a very good friend that he was dating a girl for a long time and, uh, she was like very, uh, religious, but still sleeping with him and still mm-hmm. kind of, you know like she wouldn't let him move in but they were having a lot of sex and stuff but she was like also like making him go to church with her and like all this stuff and um he was like you know when we have sex she won't do anything pretty much like it's it's pretty much missionary style or nothing and if we try any other position she'll say she feels like a whore or a slut or she you know like i'm looking like i'm looking down on her or something like that so many people and yeah he's like and i'm i'm not like that and it's been years like i've i can't like there's a certain amount of sureness i she will never get that certainty from me because it's it's an insecurity she has on herself Mm mm-hmm and, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure that that's not the only thing, but that had to be a major reason why the shit didn't work out. Because, you know, him telling, first of all, guys, we don't talk about our problems. For him to even tell me this mm-hmm. means it was it's like a, huge. An issue. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, talk to somebody, counseling, therapy, couples therapy. Oh, it's like, yeah, we tried this shit. It's not working. Like, I like it's been years now. I can't do this my whole life. And and you do have that like, you know, the, when they give you those vows, that sickness and hell for better mm-hmm. or worse, like that is the shit that people just gloss over. Yeah, they do now. Cuz you can, you know, go file for divorce and get up get out of the shit and it's like no, nah, man, no one's taking it that serious. So when someone does say that they won't do something for somebody and they don't want to be there with them, they don't want to be in a relationship, I actually kind of understand cuz it's like they actually are considering what a lifetime of that looks like. And that person is like, I can't deal with this. I, you know, like that truthful with themselves. Yeah. It's why I don't get mad when people are like, well, I won't date someone with kids. At least, you know, that's right. And and yeah, and you understand, I don't want to have kids and you telling people that up front. I don't want to have way worse than getting halfway through and deciding that shit, which a lot of people people do. do. 
and they, a lot of people be like eight women. years in i don't want no kids what we already had to ain't that the truth for <laughs> eight years in i don't want to be a parent they just tap yeah. out of being a parent or i'll date i'll date this person but she got a kid but that's her and that that dude's problem now nah, it's everybody's it's issue problem. now you're involved in that kid's life it's you too not not to the same degree but it's going to affect your life because it affects their life but people are just so like they gloss over these important things because I think Hollywood kind of like if you're patient and you work it out and you talk to them, it, it, there's nothing love can't conquer. It's like, yeah, it's a lot of people in the divorce line that love didn't conquer shit. I know it's so. Uh, I'm glad you talked about this on the show. I wish there were more women on this episode to discuss this further. Although it's interesting to hear a man's perspective on dealing with a repressed woman. Yeah, it was cool to hear Kev talk about it. Um um and yeah we didn't have more like we didn't want to do like a panel discussion or nothing Mm -hmm. which which is not that show we'll talk about anything yeah but uh we're not the you know we're not trying to be msnbc or whatever like i'm sure other shows talk about stuff and they go get experts get yeah Yeah. get get all that stuff but we just you know just something i saw trending and it wasn't a lot of uh planning to talk about it just kind of like what do you guys think about this and uh just giving our general thoughts man um you know, we didn't claim to come up with the concept and mm-hmm. we didn't claim to, uh, you know, be promoting the concept. Like it was just, uh, something that came across my purview because people were tweeting and talking about it. And it was like, what is your experience with the idea or the words and stuff like that? So it was cool. Thank And thank you. Yes. Um, Dust Daughter. The poll was, should the bus driver have been fired? Yes, he didn't follow protocol. No, he seemed to have it under control. This was a bus driver who a student had a knife on the bus. He stopped the bus, made, said, I won't drive until you give me the knife, got the knife, and then took all the kids home, came to work to try to report it to a supervisor who had already went home, came back to work the next day, and got fired because they said he didn't handle it correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he didn't follow protocol. 21% of people say he should be fired. 79% of people said, no, he seemed to have it under control. He shouldn't be fired. Uh, I thought this would be an interesting poll because, you know, we had the driver who punched a woman in the face and people were trying to make the, oh, he, he shouldn't have got fired argument. And uh, and I was like, but he didn't follow what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know? And the school is like, you possible the situation could have been completely different. Mm-hmm. And it's also possible we could have get a lawsuit. And we still may get a lawsuit over this because you didn't follow protocol. Uh, the comments were, uh, Astronaut Jones says, it seems like the bus driver was just trying to appease the kids. If they're complaining about the boy having a knife, you can't just let him keep it. He probably probably even gave it back to the kid after dropping him off. Uh, well, how are you going to add that in, Astronaut Jones? <laughs> he just added just some details in. He probably let, he probably stabbed a couple motherfuckers with the knife with the kid. <laughs> at the bus stop. You know? Um, they probably committed a couple burglaries after this. Oh. I blame the parents. That kid is just a couple years away from carrying swords, and you know what happens then. That's true. That's never good. Erica says, I feel bad for the bus driver. No, he didn't follow protocol, but he safely defused the situation. He was trying to help the little badass fuckers. Karen says, punk ass parents need to step their game up and start checking book bags. Yes. These, these kids are bad as hell and need some good sound ass with this. Uh, Professor LCA says, this episode's pick gives me a sads. Man, I hate everything. Um, oh, cause the little girl painting her toenails. Yeah, cause the little adorable, precocious black girl. girl paint her toenails and that's purposely why having I fun it. and um yeah and i and to me it kind of exuded the fast tail girls whole thing of like mm-hmm. over sex like just sexualizing, sexualizing these children, children. like that's she's still a with. child 
And instead of looking at that and going, isn't that adorable, adorable. if that was a white baby? That's right. It's a black baby. And now it's like, look at her trying to be fast. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which just leads to this like over-sexualization of just black women in general. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, anyway, <clears throat> episode 596, insert Don Lemon pun, where we were joined by Basa from the Firestarter uh, podcast. Oh, I forgot. And last episode, obviously, H2O Kev. Y'all, y'all love comments um from movie trailer reviews like that but yeah boss up from the hot five starters uh podcast and uh we talked about don lemon and a bunch of other stuff the actual poll was uh pretty simple it was was boyce Watkins too harsh on don lemon now, i was interested to see the results of this poll uh the choices were yes he gotta dial it back a bit or no he was fair uh the reason i was interested is because niggas hate don lemon at this point yeah <laughs> And I was like, it's no way that, uh, that, that they say that Boyce Watkins went too hard because they're at the point where they're like, fuck Don Limit. Well, I was wrong. 61% of our audience says, yes, Boyce Watkins got to dial it back a bit. And 40%, which is still pretty high, say he, it was fair. Uh, Prince Ron says whether he was harsh or not isn't really the point since he was factually incorrect. Right. That bothered mm-hmm, me so no bad much. because i you can't attack you can't attack don lemon for being sloppy and flat factually incorrect if with you're sloppy not. factually incorrect <laughs> shit that's right at least have yoshi somebody somebody need to be organizing this shit yeah you sitting up here attributing stuff that he said on the time joining morning show to his actual program just you know some of the stuff was anyway Watkins is just taking advantage of the fact that a certain demographic will co-sign what you say as long as it is shitting on Don Lemon. Mm, I agree so much. I begin it. I'm for real. I'm beginning to question people real, uh, real. If people really know why they are upset with Lemon, that's true too. My issue with Lemon is that he tries to come at, come off as a black man that tells black people what they, what he thinks they need to hear, but really he tells white people what he thinks black people need to hear. I agree. Mm -hmm. That's why he brought up the sagging and the N word in his original diatribe. Yep, yeah, I, I, be- I believe too. that, and more importantly, uh, he's sloppy. Cause he can get, I think we've had people do the, I'm gonna call the black community. The fucking president has done it, guys. Mm-hmm. That's, it doesn't get more popular than him. But the way they do it leads mm-hmm. to less uproar because it's not, like President Obama would not go to Morehouse and say, uh, I was watching Bill O'Reilly the other day. No, uh-uh. no, he, he just, wouldn't. You start a riot, and he said a lot of the same critiques, and and people were more like, okay, maybe not to this audience, but still, I understand your point. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like black people just said, oh, this sellout ass Uncle Tom. Like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farrakhan's done it. Um, Bill Cosby's even done it. You know, like is it's just. I just hate when people act like black people don't talk about black issues. Yeah, we, black we people do. don't care about black issues just yeah. because you don't see it in the news every day. Like them blacks over there just don't know, don't give shit about what's happening in that community. You be like, goddamn, people marching, y'all cameras ain't here. Uh, we had a shocking poll for episode, uh, 597, The Sauce Revolution. Yeah. The, no comments on the show, but the, but the poll was, will you join The Sauce Revolution? Yes. Sauces should be free. No, this is too much, Rod. And I was nervous because I was figuring some people were going to say it was too much. You know, I did throw those pennies down in front of that lady. And <laughs> I mean, a couple of days later, they were walking out of McDonald's to prove a point. So I was like, maybe I look like I'm on the wrong side of this one. Yeah. 
well apparently i was on the right side 100 percent of people agree with me yes they do that sauces should be free yes what the fuck are you losing nothing it's already paid for we got some comments eddie long writes in brother rod <laughs> winky tonguey face why are you saying tonguey face to me sister karen I can't believe it's been, it's almost 2014 and we don't live in a free sauce world. Oh, 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 where's this going? Sauce should be free for you and me. Sauce is for the people and by the people. It saddens me that you were treated so harshly. If you would like to have a baby pool full of hot mustard at my place, we could, uh, what? We could around, <laughs> we could around in it and dip our taters in that sweet hot sauce oh lord do i need to leave the room the sauce revolution has begun indeed happy holiday eddie long aka ready eddie i don't like the <laughs> i don't want none of the sauce you talking about eddie no i don't want that hot sauce Sha love says Sha love can't believe this shit you didn't ask for a handy you just wanted some sauce a handy would have gave her the sauce Sha love loves <laughs> some puns Shy Love thinks he need to band together. We need to band together and show them motherfuckers we won't stand for this. Viva la sauce! <laughs> Agree, Shy Love. Me too. Viva la sauce! Viva la revolution! Miss Cristobal says, Annie up, run your package, fool. We snatching the sugar, splendor, and the flavor of cream, coffee creamers. Oh, Lord! We accidentally, on purpose, dropping food on the ground to get a free refill. Be belligerent once... We go to the pickup window and since we asked for two apple pies so we could get them for free. What? I even started bringing back the Tupperware to the buffets. You know what? Tupperware at McDonald's to pump out the sauce into. <laughs> Better yet, an empty barbecue sauce, ketchup, or salad dressing bottle. Number one, you get rid of the middleman. Number two, it's eco-friendly. Plus, them tiny paper cups will spill all over in my pocket book. Just slow pump and look at the cashier's dead in the eye. Like, what you gonna do, pump pump? They know what's up. Viva la sauce! Hugs and kisses, Miss Christable. Uh, Professor LCA says, this episode's pick is everything. It's pick of a McDonald's burning. <laughs> uh, Prince Ron says, there's a McDonald's here in Boston that gives two dipping sauces for a 10-piece nugget. Come on now. But only three for a 20-piece. 20 20 I noticed that too. The we sauce math is wrong, and you guys are trying to get over on me to get that 32 cent. I can't do sauce math now. Mm-mm. that shit don't even add up i average three nuggets per dipping container limited sauces take all the romance out of splitting a 20 piece with your significant other exactly i don't even order anymore i don't even get nuggets from that no more you sure you sure don't do you know the sauce to nugget ratio was too fucked up man i don't even like i'll, I'll skip a mcdonald's meal for real I tried to bully the young Asian girl into giving the extra buffalo sauce but she went and got her manager oh they be doing that don't they for 32 cents. It costs more to go get this nigga for 32 cents than to just give me my motherfucking sauce. And I know that manager be pissed, but they be the fuck person that make the rule up. Right. So you, you gotta go harass them. They be trying to act like they didn't know. Uh, what seems to be the problem? Uh, yeah, I want extra hot mustard. Oh, uh, well, hold on. Let me see. Just, that'll be, uh, 32 cents. Let me ring it up. Now he gotta ring the shit up. Mm find the one hidden sauce button and shit man and you know it's some you know that shit be made up because they be looking at looking down in the end what they also do if is if they really don't have it in, in their thing they'll actually do that miscellaneous point 32 cent nigga this was not in your thing you made this shit up right. and charged miscellaneous price 
when i saw that manager was a middle-aged black woman i knew them dry nuggets were in my immediate future it's situations like this that make me sad to be an american all i wanted was some hot sauce in my bag hot sauce in my bag i understand man It's, it's a struggle out there for real it is um and then we had episode uh let's see that was 597 598 tomlin did it on purpose uh the we had two comments kevin says honestly why didn't they just suspend him talking about mike tomlin who i believe obviously stood on the field to try to stop a touchdown Mm -hmm. why didn't they just suspend him instead of taking draft picks maybe the league wants to hurt the steelers less uh chances are they draft a lineman who couldn't block anyway yeah they do stay getting hurt um (laughs) and this episode did have comedian chris lambert on it for the record uh hc says chris lambert has been on so many times recently recently he might have to officially take justin's old place as co-host especially now that justin is too good for the regular show now and only does (laughs) premium shows but more chris lambert is fine with me as long as he doesn't forget about the racist chat room when he and chris harwick become hollywood stars yeah hopefully he won't he'll remember who who supported him from the jump uh my the poll for the show was did mike tomlin stand on the field on purpose yes or no yes he definitely did it on purpose no it was an honest mistake yes he definitely did it on purpose 75 percent of people have significant smarts in our audience and 25 percent of you guys are either still as fans or so sensitive to a black coach that you will lie yeah because y'all think he didn't do it uh on purpose vc3 says of course he did it on purpose it's written all over his face how you gonna do that and cheese like that on national television then turn around and act like you didn't do that on purpose come on people there's no need for y'all to cop please with mike tomlin on this he did it he got fine that's all there is to it i agree mm-hmm. uh we got a couple uh emails i mean voicemails this week oh should have saved the voicemails apparently it worked i don't know why it stopped working that, that one week uh, but, uh, yeah last week it was a nice even shit let me see if i can play them for everybody Right, Karen, what's up? It's Mike. Uh, when y'all talking about uh, the breast milk shit, and one, that was an obvious clue that it was a white lady because only white women uh, will post on Facebook, like, look at my titties, I'm breastfeeding my baby, uh, with just impunity like that. And the other thing is, too, um, y'all remember the running back Jamal Anderson used to play for the Falcons when they were in their, like, Dirty Bird era? Mm-hmm. He had an NTV Cribs episode, and then he went to the fridge and, like, opened the fridge and was, like, happy and shit and talking about, look, this is all my breast milk. I use this for the extra protein so I can, you know, oh. keep breaking these tackles. And I was like, nigga, you don't need breast milk to do that. You're a professional athlete. They got supplements for that shit. You're just weird and you like to drink breast milk for no reason. So <laughs> that always struck me as odd because I didn't see why anybody would just immediately go to breast milk instead of, like, whey protein. But, you know, I guess when you get rich, you get these football contracts, you just decide to get new on people. Anyway, that's all I got. I'll holler at y'all later. Peace. Uh, every, every time I think about the breast milk, I always think about that Dave Chappelle, you know, the Cambodian breast milk uh, part of that, that, that Puff Daddy skit. But, um, yeah, that's weird. That is a little weird, grown man. Very. Drinking breast milk, just keeping it in his fridge. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, Rod Karen, it's Mike. Um, I was calling to reiterate 
or, you know, co-sign your assertion that Mike Tomlin definitely stepped on the field on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, in soccer, there's like a commonly accepted uh, thing called a professional foul where if you're not the last defender, because if you tackle somebody um, you're the last defender on a clear chance they could score, you get ejected from the game. But, like, if you're not the last defender but they're the team's clearly, like, on a breakaway or has a bunch of offensive momentum, dude will just straight up arm tackle a guy to the ground like they are football players and wow. just take the yellow card mm. because they know it's going to stop them from having a very, very uh, good chance of scoring. So, And sometimes you don't even get called for it. Like, if the referee doesn't catch it, then they're down, you get the ball back, and you just play on like nothing ever happened. Wow. Um, so, yeah, like, come on, dog. There's way more of an upside to just – fuck with the play and see what happens than to concede a guaranteed touchdown otherwise. And I don't think we can find a draft pick, but 100K, you know, don't do that shit next time. I don't think he caught nearly as bad a penalty as, uh, like, Belichick and a couple other people, so it's fine. He probably won't do it again, but he did that shit on purpose this time. Yes, he did. Um, that's all I got. I'll let y'all. Peace. Peace. Yeah. And uh the only reason that's weird to me is that people lied about what we all saw. Ain't that the truth? So then I'm that like nigga, that nigga stand up there at the big screen watching that dude run. Come on. And I'm like, are y'all trying to say this man is dumb? Because he seems to be a very savvy, uh, smart individual yes. in my opinion. And now y'all want me to believe he's so dumb that he did something no coach has ever done by accident before and walk onto the field in the middle of a fucking play like um sorry but i'm not buying it okay and this face afterwards gave away everything like i don't know how you look at that face and go that's a man who definitely didn't do that on purpose like he looked like a dude who was happy as hell he stopped six points for being on the board <laughs> sorry uh next voicemail Hey, Rod and Karen. It's RJ from Colorado, um, or better known as Roblox Riot. Um, Yeah, I haven't left, like, feedback in a while, so, um, but what I wanted to say was, um, well, first of all, you guys are doing awesome, as always, and the episode, I think it was 597, where the lead singer from Lost Profits, um, you know, admitted to all those charges, it kind of broke my heart because I grew up listening to them. They had been around for wow. so long. And when I heard it, I was like, well, I guess I got to go burn all their music or in the <laughs> yeah. digital age, you know, I got to delete it from my computer. I don't want to be held accountable for listening to their music and being judged for supporting them or whatsoever but yeah it just kind of threw me back you know it's like Mm. i didn't expect that to happen whatsoever and considering that they're welsh you know i didn't really think that you know like that was going to happen but with people you never know and a lot of the topics you guys have talked about you know have been really really good um and very on point especially the whole discussion about girls being fast it's like Girls are being born into society already with labels on them, you know. It's like, oh, you're a girl. 
well, we're automatically going to label you a slut, fast, uh, you have no rights whatsoever, Mm-mm. and uh, good luck. So, But that's all I wanted to say. Uh, you guys have a good one, and uh, happy holidays, and uh, keep up the good work. Okay, bye. 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 Thank you, sweetie. Thanks, RJ. Um, yeah, there's a couple things about the Lost Prophets do. Um, one, it, like, I've noticed on Twitter, like, um, people go back and forth on, like, R. Kelly, where you'll see people like, I was listening to this album, or, hey, Trapped in the Closet 75 is out. Let's live tweet it. <laughs> Between that and then vi- vacillating back to, uh, he's a pedophile that, uh you know society kind of protects and stuff and mm-hmm. i i've been off of that dude for a long time like really uh I, and and it wasn't even on purpose it wasn't to make some statement i don't it's not a social media stance or some shit that i have against him it really before even twitter facebook all that shit it was just a i could not under get over it and then it was the discussion around it that really turned me off of r kelly was like i was talking to too many people that seemed to not have any problem with what he did mm-hmm. and were to even worse were compiling it by being like oh those girls are the problem they're fast what were they even doing at a concert uh if they if their parents took money to hush up then you know then what is he really doing anything wrong and i was like oh. i can't yeah, I was just like, I can't have these conversations, man. So no. all of a sudden I couldn't listen to the music without thinking about, you know, people. Because my thing is if I, you know, my reaction to stuff is I am joke about it. So if I think somebody is a fucking pedophile, I probably will mock them. Mm-hmm. And these motherfuckers get mad at me. Like, man, why you got to keep saying that? I was like, because he, he is. And it's the truth. He yeah. pissed on a child. It's not even close to not. You have videotaped evidence. It's not even close. Um, and, of course like with this dude you know it's funny because you know i don't think a lot of black people necessarily listen to uh to the lost prophet so maybe that was part of it but um it you know it it may it makes sense that people would feel that way um and i think the lost prophets lost a lot of prophets behind this scandal (laughs) um (laughs) all right uh, let's move to the next voicemail. Visual jokes are so cool. Hey, Rod and Karen. It's RJ again. Sorry. There is something else that I wanted to uh, make a comment about. The white supremacist from um, North Dakota, I think, mm-hmm. when <laughs> he found out that that 14% was sub-Saharan black. That lady's I nice. started laughing. I was like, no, he should be 14% white devil. that's what i thought um but yeah nobody's exactly a hundred percent i mean unless Mm. you're you know nobody is i don't know from uh possibly you know from from the same country but as far as i'm concerned anybody in america is never a hundred percent oh no um but i'm gonna let you guys go it's like negative six or seven degrees here so i'm gonna run inside and um, wow get warm but uh, you guys take care all right bye thanks rj and stay warm uh and yeah uh i don't even know why white supremacists make those kind of claims they can't back up anyway come on now i'm a hundred percent pure aryan white man all the way back to the norse lands like you don't know that shit 
Everybody's you know, you ain't never had no fucking yeah. family tree dealt all the way out. Everybody's mixed up with some, man. I'm trying to tell you, light-skinned people didn't come from nowhere. Yeah, that lady, that black lady started laughing so good, though. <sighs> that good-hearted laugh. She was like, ah! <laughs> she was like, nigga, I counted the math. You yeah. don't add up. It's not a hundred. That's what I know. <laughs> That's all it matters to her. <laughs> uh, last voicemail. Hey, booze. It's Nick the Jew. Nick the Jew. Nick hey. Patty Wright. You have a dog, a bone, Oaktown, 357, Mickey Clock, Lahayam. <laughs> I am just calling to say congrats on another great week of shows. Always great to hear fellow theater nerd Chris Lambert on the show. Um, want to say, I know people give Spike Lee a lot of hell, and his movies be about 511 things, but he is one of my favorite directors, top five, if not top three. Some of uh, his cinematic fingerprints are unmistakably, undeniably unique, and he's kind of revolutionized the film game in that respect. And I also just wanted to say thank you for reminding me why I'm not supposed to buy Papa John's, because they are right down the street from my house and they deliver. And the last time I ordered from them, I was like, there is a reason why I'm not supposed to be ordering food from these niggas. And, <laughs> and you could remember. And you reminded me. So, happy belated Hanukkah to the rest of the people in the tribe. Love y'all. See y'all soon. Bye. Uh, thank you, Nick Jew. Yes. Uh, we appreciate the call for sure. And um, the kind of words. Um, we do have some emails. Okay. So let's get to them. 595 Fast Tale Girls from Jeffrey Sims. He says, good afternoon. My name is Jeff, and I've been an avid fan of your podcast for a good while now. I felt the need to write in about your last episode. I just wanted to say kudos talking on the subject because I can relate to the subject to being a father of a 15 year old daughter you know mm. for the record also one of the things that like i saw around the conversation was like uh, and this is like a social media thing it's like a politically correct like left type of ideal that i don't believe in but it's the idea that only the victim of something can even discuss something or if you want to contribute in any type of opinion then uh it should just be to the only thing you should be able to ask is how can I help? And that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. If you want to be an ally or an advocate or whatever, ever label you want to have on it, but it but, affects other people around that person too now. Right. And not just that, but it's not everybody that is, has experienced something or been a victim of something doesn't even always see things the same way. No, they don't. Number two, you're still in the world and you have to deal with these other people mm-hmm. who either perpetuate these things they live under the same issues with these things as far Mm -hmm. as uh in the same world like they live in the same world where maybe you have a daughter maybe you have a wife maybe you have a mother that has dealt with this stuff and you can't really um it does matter what you think yes it does and the conversation should happen without it just being dictated one way um, because th- there's a lot of knowledge to be gained on both sides, I think, but it's very, people are very dismissive. So that was another mm-hmm. reason that I would never be like, let's go get a panelist of people Mm-mm. to talk about this. The one time I went and tried to get a panelist of people to talk about someone on our show it ended up being a clusterfuck. Remember that? When it was yeah. like people talking over each other, people getting mad at each other, people it couldn't did agree. Not go well. Because just because people are all of one 
background doesn't mean they even all agree of this shit. That's you know? the truth. Um, I think we did two different episodes of about reviewing girls, and both of them ended up being like very argument, and not between me. Mm-mm. I was just basically listening, but the guests were like this and that and the other, and I don't agree with you, and I don't agree with that, and it's like, yeah, this is a terrible idea. So, <laughs> but um. I like when I hear people that, you know, m- m- even if it's just to hear their opinion and go, well, I don't agree with that, but this is how I see it. Mm-hmm. I like that we have conversations that embolden people to like that typically wouldn't even talk about this shit to talk nope, about because it. Because so many people, especially in a lot of uh, political or either um, other places, just completely skipped over this. It's like either we're not going to talk about it or right. if we talk about it, it's going to be. Uh, a very controlled conversation yes we're, we're not going to get into things that make people feel uncomfortable right. we're not going to get into things that make you make you uh um get to the point where people turn off uh stop listening this is one of those things where we don't care you either listen or you don't we want to talk about this and we're going to be heard which is the point of all conversation i think on the show is that it's okay to be uncomfortable it's okay to even be wrong yes but it is have the conversation, man. Like, I, like too many people say they're having a conversation. It's not really a, a conversation. conversation. It's, it's, it's very... them dictating to other everyone else like what they should and should not be able to say or do. Yeah, and it's one side. And that's it. Yes, yeah, it's one side, and sometimes your one, just your particular point of view can be wrong. Right. So it's good to open up. It's good to have debates. Because uh, re- at the end of the day, that was just more of a jumping off point for us to talk about different issues. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really care that much about this topic in general i don't care about a lot of topics that we bring up on the show in general but i like the jumping off spot for us to have a conversation of our own and that conversation is ours not mm-hmm. you know i don't want to own this shit i don't care about it like mm-hmm. honestly like a lot of times we'll bring up stuff on the show where it's like i don't care about it this way but i do care about like we talked about religion which i didn't see a lot of people talk about and it's mm-hmm. like you know let's talk about that you know let's talk about you know how we you know let's talk about the other side of it from other people's perspective so mm-hmm. Anyway, this dude writes in, he says, I just wanted to say kudos talking on the subject because I can relate to the subject being a father of a 15 year old daughter. I have to explain to her how important it is to address what feelings she is dealing with as she grows up as a younger woman. I keep it real with her, but I don't do the scared straight method that our parents use that in all honesty didn't work. Of course. I do my best to tell her how to deal with those feelings carefully and to be able to properly address the guys that approach her as well as how her peers try to pressure her into doing something she may or may not be ready for. Me personally, when I was growing up, we made bad errors due to our parents not talking to us properly and both on both ends as boys uh we were simply drilled into our heads about getting a girl pregnant and how bad we would look if we did something early and the girl and girls were shamed into thinking that acting on their feelings was evil and horrible. Mm-hmm. Had I had better talks with my parents, then maybe I would not have been so apprehensive about those feelings or making poor judgment calls. I don't want my child to have to go through what me and her mother went through as teens, but sometimes it gets hard due to similar pressures as well as other factors like social media and the pressures that come from that. Yeah, and then a lot of people still have like social circles where, you know, maybe your grandmother's, you know, your mom's religious and so she's a grandmother of your child, you know. Mm-hmm. She may take care of your child from time to time. You never know how other people are relaying because this shit is like insidious. It's ingrained in society. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's just that's just what it is. So you gotta have people that are like, yeah, uh, yo, uh, you might not tell your daughter this, but when she go down to grandma's house, she getting called fast for painting her toenails. You know what I mean? Ain't that the truth? And it's like you gotta deal with this for shit putting too. Putting on jewelry or wearing perfume, right? Other people's kids. You know, they come into school with their 
uh preconceived notions mm-hmm. like it's, it's it's out there man um and i don't know how you you know deal with it uh sex and jokes says Shayna. hey karen and rod listen to episode 595 i wanted to weigh in on a couple things i was raised in the church during my early life but my parents also encouraged me to ask questions and be skeptical about what ministers say i will never forget my first convo with my mom about sex it went like this 12 year old Shayna, mom what do you think about premarital sex mom i know i'm probably supposed to tell you to wait until you get married but i'm if i'm going if i'm being honest you really should take it for a test drive first a few times actually well you know there's a different spin on that you know not a quite honest spin honestly yeah. um i was never told that my body or my sexuality was anything to be ashamed of and i credit my parents for the fact that i have always been in control of what happens with my body and who is allowed to do it i found that when i started having sex i was much more knowledgeable than my peers about safety etc yep and sex was significantly more pleasurable for me than my female friends i i believe that too yeah because we do put women in this like that was you know we talked about that the relationship i was talking about earlier with my friend and yeah, the girl people are su- women are suppressed and they're taught if it ain't missionary you're dirty you can't yeah. hear from the back and she's told yeah that, she's been told that and not just that but she probably thinks like with herself like i can live this way i can i can I can I can be okay being a quote unquote prude because at least I'm a quote unquote good, good girl. girl, and so, and if I open up, you, I don't want you to look at me other than this. And right. Even if that dude is like I I don't care, she's like no I I've been trained I've been trained I've been taught that right. if I do anything outside of that I, I'm a whore and I'm a slut and I don't want to be considered anything any of that. And sex was significantly more pleasurable than my female friends. Yeah, there's a lot of women that are like. Uh, I've never had an orgasm and shit like that because it's like mm-hmm. that would also be some type of exuding some type of control or um, aggressiveness, quote unquote, to your sex. Yeah. And, and you're not supposed to want that because you're a woman. Yeah. And you have lady parts. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I know that 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 and also I think that also in my particular opinion might contribute to a lot of women since they've never really explored their body and had orgasm, even women that are married with children, mm-hmm. you get to the point where you're like, well, sex is just something I do because my husband's wanted, right. not because I physically enjoy it, because it's like it's nothing desirable to me. It's like he get finished, and you look like that's it. There's nothing more to this. When you right. come, the party's over. Yeah, I don't, I, won't, I don't masturbate. I don't have any no. toys. I don't, like, none of that. This is all sex is for reproduction and the pleasing of my man. Other than that, I don't fuck. So, yeah. you know, and then, you know, dudes wonder why these women shut down or they have yeah. a baby and then they're like, well, we ain't fucking at all. All my teachers are going to my baby because I don't like sex no way. Yeah, the Bible doesn't have too many good sex scenes and Ugh. the all of them happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. You saw what happened at that place. Um, there are emotional consequences, confusion and consent, uh, potential consequences for a person's sexual partner, shame about one's body can also prevent folks from doing everyday things like going to the doctor because they never check those hidden places. Anyway, that's my two cents. Also is as it relates to the Paul Walker jokes, you didn't have to explain yourself, right? That the nigga from fast and furious died in a fiery car crash. I laughed at the irony even before anyone started making jokes about it. <laughs> if Paul Walker's ghost came back and haunted Rod, he would probably make jokes on Twitter about how ashen he looks after the car fa- fire. And I would favor it. I and laugh a lot. So keep the jokes coming. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, too, because um, he's Paul Walker who dies in an ironic way. 
um and the people that cared only cared because he was fine so that that was what was funny to me like mandela died the other day i didn't have any jokes for that shit i couldn't really think of any anyway but i didn't have any jokes for it because i was like that motherfucker really mattered uh, yeah you know like no, he was willing to fight for freedom yeah yeah he lived one of the hardest lives uh in, in, in the world, world. Yes. <laughs> to, to prove a point uh paul walker's left lived in the lap of luxury man we can't like i don't get why people were like he's so off limits uh but it was funny to watch a person who really had an impact on the world die four or yeah. five days after a person that people shallowly used as a tool to make themselves look more righteous on twitter uh it was so much different because motherfuckers was on some like i bet not hear nothing about nelson mandela <laughs> i bet not hear nothing about let a nigga please anyone I, like I'm they begging were you they were making shit jokes up. i couldn't find a joke on Nelson mandela on twitter no. but motherfuckers were swearing they were someone was gonna do it and they was gonna get them i was like i hope y'all ain't talking to me i'm not make that's like making a joke with martin luther king down or something like it's you know i i, I one, one person even hit me up was like you don't got no mandela jokes i was like of course not God. he fucking mattered come on now i spent you know the, the 30 something years in prison come on dog yeah like Nelson Mandela had one of the bottom five lives as far as hardship. Yeah. And Paul Walker had one of the top five. What are we even discussing here? Not even the same dog. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Did he end up, did Paul Walker end some apartheid I didn't know about? Mm-mm, Come on, no. man. Mm-mm. People so mad. Anyway, uh, feedback, Chris Lambert. This is from Christine. She says, big fan of the show. Thank you for helping my work day a little bit, uh, be a little bit, be a little easier to get through. I usually don't do things like this, but no. I had to, I had to put it out there. Oh, snap. But I think I have a slight crush on Chris Lambert. Oh. He is funny, seems to have good taste in music and movies, smart, and something about his voice is kind of hot. <laughs> I ain't his type though, judging on what you guys say on the show and his love for quirky white girls. I am quirky, but I am black. Just kidding, but he seems like a great guy. Uh, for the record, I, we I make, just, we just, yeah, I make him. that joke about Chris Lambert because he likes independent movies and every independent movie is basically about a quirky white girl. Yes. And, uh, it's annoying as shit to me, but. Chris loves these movies and I'm just like it's not good it's the same shit over and over it's a white girl but she she collects leaves in a book and her hair is dyed purple it's like oh, fucking let me guess another awkward dude meets a quirky white girl and falls in love oh, he loves the movies though the plot is the same to every fucking one of those movies <laughs> anyway uh, but he loves those movies he loves the performance so I make the joke like oh he loves white women but I, I don't know that for a fact Anyway, I will have to check up his check out his stand up if he comes to my town and his podcast. Please do; he is hilarious. The Mundane Festival. Yes. Um, keep please keep this anonymous. Too late. Mm-mm. Plus, just a regular fan of the show. Well, you, first of all, if you want an anonymous, you guys got to start with that in the first line. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you expect me to get halfway through this to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Just a regular fan of the show. P.S. I follow you guys on Twitter. I just joined. I know I am lame and late. LOL. Karen's Walking Dead profile pics are hilarious. Black and Mad had me dying. 
<laughs> you're welcome sweetie they are good if you follow karen on twitter say that again i change it like every week for the walking dead i'm like now what happened this week because um the mexican dude uh when uh, he died i did a pic of him looking crazy going almost had it all mm-hmm. <laughs> uh episode 585 dinner and a show from a man mike gray you know overseas in london i'm just caught up on 585 best episode ever i'm glad you guys met fonte I didn't listen. I don't listen to hip hop. I don't know anything about it. But I heard it's too late for us when you played it on your podcast and instantly liked it. Uh, like in the first second or two, I recognized a sample from a record that was really important to me, a jazz fusion record that came out in 1997 cool. when I was in my 20s by a band named National Health. Wow. They had a band named National Health? Wow. That's what I Obama. Wish, yeah, I wish the they Obama had... conspiracy continues. Yes, they got a whole band named National Health. Ban <laughs> that band. I never expected to hear it using hip hop. It is about as far away as you can get. Uh, you put the video link in here if you want to listen to it. Let me see if I can play the sound. Uh, do I have this muted or something? Oh no, there it is. I heard a little bit. National Health. Oh, there it is. That's it. Yeah, that was it, dog. Oh, it sure is. Not drums. And uh, let me see if I can play the regular, the the Fonte version um, with Ty Phoenix. Yes, yes. Let's go. You know how like. that's my shit by the way wow yeah, thank crazy. you Thanks, for the mike. knowledge appreciate it mike in london shout out overseas dog kyle love writes in humbled and honored peace rod and karen i just want to let you both know how much i enjoy your show and as i said on twitter your show is a two for one because them racist members of the chat room are crazy as hell and i love them all <laughs> that's true your recent episode with moody was so damn good as aaron b shared I was so, it was so amazing to see two of my favorite podcasters show, um, podcast show hosts interacting together with no ego. King Moody flatlined me in guess the race with Blizzak. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Lastly, I just want to say that Karen continues to be an inspiration to me and all of my sisters on the Black Astronauts podcast ladies launch. Yeah, I just want to tell them thank you so much. I actually uh, recorded with them thursday night and we had such a good time sex and the sisters y'all go check that out as soon as that up i'll let y'all know and we had such a good time and 
and it was it was it was a lot of um how can I say me doing this? Sometimes you don't realize how much of influence that you are on other people. And it's wonderful for black women to actually share love and not always tearing each other down. Like people quote unquote think we always do. Mm-hmm. It is awesome, man. I listen to you when you went on uh, whiskey, wine and moonshine too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tell my girls too. I love it, man. It's funny because I think people feel a little weird about the idea of like everywhere you guys go, it's like a love fest. Everybody loves y'all. Y'all love them. One, I wish that was true. Uh, <laughs> yes. but as we've experienced it's uh, not more than a few true. times it's not always true but, but most of the but time it is i love that it is that way mm-hmm. and i hope we get to a point where it doesn't make people uneasy Mm-mm. that two people can appreciate each other's work and get along and be nice and yeah and not have to like insult tear, each other and tear, or, and tear each other down and things yeah. like that and 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 for and for me uh uh personally I feel as though because the world is so mean and cruel, I think some people don't think we're genuine. I'm not trying to be funny. Right. Like they don't, they really don't think that we genuinely love doing what we're doing. We love reaching out. We love introducing more people to, to, to our guests. And like for me, I like all types of podcasts, but I, like I told them, I literally look for women. Like if you, if you're a woman, I, especially a particular black woman, because our voices are very, very small in the, um, podcasting community. I look for you because, you know, women are really taught, women period, but especially black women are really taught your voice don't matter. Who wants mm-hmm. to hear you? Nobody's out there wanting to listen to you. And and also to, to to let them know, too, there are black men that are out there to support you because with the Sex and the City and Whiskey, Wine and Moonshine, they talk about how a lot of black... Sex and the Sisters. Go I ahead. mean, Sex and the Sisters. Sex, no, I said Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, I was telling Samantha that... Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> about it, about uh, Sex and the... Um, and the sisters, I'm sorry, y'all. And it's just one of those things where um, black females are out there and we're and it's more of us. And I'm constantly it's some more um, sisters that I found and things like that. And I told Roderick that um, I know we had the black astronauts on, but I want like the women on separately mm-hmm. um, because they're kind of like a, a spinoff from the, the dudes. And just to let uh, the dudes over there from black astronauts know that I applaud y'all for even bringing women on because women actually listen. And sometimes we want a voice, too. And, and it I know to me, it makes a big difference. Me being a female uh, podcaster, a lot, you know, for a while. I really thought I was the only one and I don't mean that in a bad way like you see people sprinkle here and there but it's different once you go and you see a group and you see them getting along and, and, and you see them sharing love you know because Amber's out there Nick the Jew is out there yeah. um, Rhett is out there so they're out there but it's it's just beautiful when you look and you see oh it's more out there than just these single ones here and there mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things I know to me I take it personal being a black woman I love it I enjoy it I reach out and I just thank, thank them for reaching out to me because I know I said on the podcast i was like hey if y'all want me to be on let me know and they hit me up and i was just surprised that they hit me up and they was like well you was gonna be the first one anyway and mm-hmm. i but but it's it's one of those things where i'm um 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 humbled and honored that somebody would even consider me in that way because y'all i really just think i'm just a normal person with the microphone in my hand yeah um and you know obviously they're humbled and honored too because that's what kyla's title her email was coming full circle but uh yeah it's it's cool man so i i think it's uh you know it's neat and i also enjoy seeing so many different black women and stuff Mm -hmm. like having shows and just black people in general um and especially like you know there's something about like like one of the reasons i don't want our show to become less uh, something happened let's go get five black women to discuss it let's go get 
uh this habit i want people to be like create your own platform and talk yes. about it it doesn't need to be moderated by me it doesn't need mm-hmm. to be a blackout tips joint it just like you can talk about it better than i can yes you can like everybody you know people got blogs like people got to recognize their own power yes they do we're only going to have the conversations we want to have mm-hmm. and because we don't carry ourselves as like to have the conversations we feel responsible for having and also i think if people do it one their voices become less marginalized right yes it does but then two more importantly um they can understand some of the pressures of getting up here and talking and stuff too when people start listening it's a little different like it's mm-hmm. you know i think a lot of people have an idea of like how they would run a show if they did it mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's difficult because there's yeah. sometimes you think that some shit that you do is interesting and nobody wants to hear that shit yep. other other times you say something that you think is inane and not even gonna matter and everybody's like that's That's the the best thing craziest thing i ever heard i'm so glad you talked about it nobody does and it's and it's one thing where i i applaud them and i applaud black women in podcasting in general to to see to listen and see you evolve and see you grow Mm -hmm. and see the different personalities and just listen to women and it's not catty it's not mean girl it's not like i don't have like i don't have everybody's life experience and neither is karen Mm -mm. So we can't draw on that to discuss things, but I love listening to people who have different experiences, experiences than me. It helps me learn so too. That, right, because that's how like I'm like, oh, cool. That's how people think about yeah, this. I never thought of it like yeah, that. Yeah. Listening to um Amber P was was a big thing yeah. for me to be like, Oh, this person is bipolar. Yeah. The only Amber thing P. I really know about bipolar disorder is shit that I see in movies, movies. and TV. Yeah. Like, I learned a lot. So it's just like, oh, this is and not that she represents every bipolar person, but just this is a yeah. person that deals with this issue that I'm listening to that I like. You know what I mean? That I'm, you know, that I want to be happy and succeed or whatever it mm-hmm. is that fulfills her. That's a personal connection that I can only get via this podcast. That's true. And that's so many other people in my, you know, purview of people that I listen to. Same thing. When I was like, I remember when I first, uh, talked to brandon from where's my 40 acres and he started his show and stuff and i remember telling him like i'm friends with some backpackers now i never had been before Ah. i pretty much had my own like i hate backpackers these niggas always having these fucking hip-hop debates all the goddamn time and uh now you know i would count them as my friends man Mm -hmm. so like i think that kind of shit matters and i will never shy away from giving people credit or props for it either and i'll never shy away from loving them for it and I don't mind being loved back. Like, there's I, nothing wrong with that. I, yeah. I hate the idea that we have to fight amongst each other or yes. something because it really is not productive. No, it's not. And, um, you know, and especially with women, the radio has been horrible to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and there's one of those things because of the Internet, you've killed the middleman. Right. And it's one of those things where people can actually be radio show hosts without right. having to deal with, well, you got to look like this. You got to be like this. You got to have this type of voice. You got to speak on these topics. You can do it the way that you want to do it. Yeah. And I want to encourage anybody out there uh, that if, if this is a genre that you want to get into, step into it. You never know where it's going to go or where it's going to take you. And um, like, for example, um, think of all the radio shows that you know that have women on them. Like black radio shows that, you know, such and such in the, in the morning. I'm not saying it's far and few. There's a lot of women. How many of them get to host the show? Most don't. 
how many of them are even named in being a host of the show yep tom joiner morning show steve harvey morning show. show uh you know with power 98 uh you know and, and not to mention how many of the women have the role on the show to only they only speak about once every blue moon mm-hmm. to say anything yep or they bring them on just for segments right or they're the, or they're the joke killer of the show yep they're the person that that, that goes oh, oh guys not now come on sisters do be shopping like I, I hate that shit so i wanted to talk to and listen to real people, people. have conversations yeah, and because- podcasting is the place where we found it and uh it's it's is you know it's to me it's even more astounding because karen didn't want to do this shit and now <laughs> you have all these black women being like if it wasn't for you yeah oh, man, like, that's awesome. man and, and i'm not even gonna lie so, and it is just one of them things where i can't speak for roger but sometimes you just do what you do and you don't realize how much you affect and influence people and for me it's kind of odd and strange when people kind of pull that love back mm-hmm. because a lot of times it's not expected and i'm like oh okay I'm, I, I'm I feel glad, like but i didn't expect this i feel like the person that told lebron james to stick with basketball that's how i feel <laughs> <laughs> that's how I, like it's just like nigga put that if you don't put that fucking baseball down and yeah. go shoot some jump shots that's how i feel because karen's like i don't even really know why anybody would want to hear from me i know i was like who want to listen to me yeah now she get booked on all the shows <laughs> all yeah. the guest shows yeah i mean y'all just don't know i literally have recorded every damn day this week and have yeah. loved every second of the it. women don't call me to be on the show they call karen <laughs> to be on the show and she won all the tippies. I know, I know my role. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just stocked into Malone, nigga. I'm just setting them up. Yes, and and I and I <laughs> love it, and and I, and I and I really do love it. And it's just one of those things where I encourage women. Period. Get your voice out there. Um, we were so honored that you agreed to be our first guest, uh, Karen. You are so professional, real, and just a true delight to chop it up. I can't wait for the listeners to hear the magic we created. <laughs> we had so much fun with them. You and Rod keep doing what you do because you do it well and are one of the greatest. Well, thank you very much, Kyla. Thank you, sweetie. Eric writes in, huge fan. What's up, Karen and Rod? My name is Eric. See, you know, you know. My name is Eric McLean, a.k.a. Eric M., uh, a.k.a. Prince L. Ron. Uh, Prince Leron. I keep pronouncing I, I, it wrong. I'm about to say, what is he? he uh, is, is it all caps? That sounds like somebody from Africa. <laughs> I'm a graduate of, of Fayetteville State University. I'm currently attending graduate school at Harvard University, molecular and cell biology. Go please, ahead. Please believe the culture shock from FSU to Harvard is real. I, I know it's so sweet. It is not the same. For example, I used either a, I used ether as a verb and then had to explain that I was not referring to organic chemistry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your show is the best escape for my new reality and reassures me that I'm not one, the one who is crazy. The premium shows are worth every cent. I went through all of the premium shows in under a month. Wow, that's crazy, You've been dog. going because we got over 100 in there, dog. Yeah, I looked the other day. We're like 114. Woohoo! Like, and, yeah. and the funny part about it, y'all, I still be thinking up shit. Like I said, I, and, and I'm type person, I always give Roger most shit to do. Yeah, it's not really funny at all. Oh, I don't wait. know why you say it's the funny thing about it. It's more work. <laughs> like, well, you know what we should it, do? It a podcast on podcasting <laughs> about podcasting, podcasting. That yeah. would be, has anyone done that yet? I'm like, it's a reason why not. It's hard. Yes. And it's not but so many hours in a day. <laughs> Them be my ideas. Like, yeah. like, I'm always thinking some more shit for him to do. So you, you should interview President Obama. That would be a <laughs> 
good <laughs> yes. person Go to get on the show like yeah i don't think he'll okay i'll send the email yes i like i'm literally constantly uh doing shit and thinking up shit yes um <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah your show is the best escape from my new reality Richards. y'all not the one who's crazy the premium shows are worth every cent i went through all the premium shows in under a month i was a t on a I, it was a tbgwt binge i just started listening to archive podcasts and they age very well i never feel like i'm listening to old shit i listen to the podcast while working in the lab and can't keep but laughing constantly whenever you do your wesley pipes impersonation that's old right there <laughs> keep up the astounding work prince Laurent hey man thank, thank you, you so sweetie. much for listening thank you for uh you know being a premium member um and uh we appreciate you dog um i actually asked uh i've emailed wesley pipes like five times to see if he'll let me interview him on the show i know we have tried y'all he just seemed like a nigga that don't know how email work no oh. just i don't know i hit him on twitter the other day like nigga answer your email god damn you over here yeah. on Twitter talking about make, making nasty to all these fucking people. Answer my email. Nah, no, we ain't trying to get you. We just want to, we just want to interview you, dog. Yeah. It should be great. Um, anyway, man, thank y'all so much for, uh, you know, listening to the show today. Man, hanging around with us. Uh, leaving feedback. We'll be back next week with more feedback. Obviously, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. for another, uh, regular show and, uh, you know, regular weekly show. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, I think that's about it. So continue to leave five star reviews, continue to email the show, continue mm-hmm. to leave voicemails. Uh, and we appreciate it. We and, do. uh, if you want to get on my Christmas list, uh, send me, uh, send me your addresses. I'll mail you guys a Christmas card. We sure will. All right, man. Until tomorrow. I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>